professor of music wouldn't be necessarily the first type of person you would that would spring to mind when you're thinking of Insight SFI Research Centre for Data Analytics. What, is is it rude to ask what exa- what you're doing here? No, not at all. So I proposed this project. I I don't even have I have a very minimal background in um, digital humanities, but um, James O'Sullivan and um, uh, Orla Murphy over in the digital arts and humanities um, helped me put together a project, a big data project, and a sort of semantic tagging, semantic web project that looks to use to sort of leverage those tools and connect them up with my own toolkit of sort of close listening, um, discourse analysis. And so I'm just looking to leverage these tools to do a more uh, global analysis. I can do a lot of um, sort of fine grain analysis on, you know, a large number of tracks from my perspective, you know, in the hundreds, looking at how hip hop knowledge moves across the globe from different languages, but I'm really interested in looking at a sort of a more massive scale, how this music has spoken to people all over the world. It's kind of a a contradiction that this most local of musics would become the most global of musics. And so I use that, that contradiction as a challenge, and I think we can gain some insight using some of these techniques and sort of Training AIs, for example, we haven't gotten nearly to this point yet. We've just built the corpus. But training machine learning to look for similarities in the sort of conceptual um, framework that I'm sort of deep into in um, American, British, Irish, French, and German hip-hop, and then connecting up different... um, I've got postdocs with specialisms in African hip-hop and in East Asian hip-hop and Australian hip-hop and all get into Brazilian and Latin American um, Spanish hip-hop later as well. So is the objective to create almost a map, like a semantic map, so you can you can visualise how all these different um, genres or subgenres have, have grown and connected to one another, is that it? Yeah, exactly. So the example that I always start with is in hip-hop, we have this idea of the third eye. So this is um, hip-hop consciousness, you know, it's media literacy, it's it's wokeness, really. I mean, but it's uh, it's wokeness. You know, forty years before we had that term in hip hop, um, hip hop is a very critically incisive form, and the really good stuff uses these ideas like the third eye, hip hop consciousness. But of course, the third eye is a South Indian, it's a South Asian, excuse me, concept. The Ajna chakra of your third eye opening, and so hip hop itself is this. It uses concepts from around the world whether it's martial arts, um, sort of Confucianisms are all over hip-hop, Cosa Nostra, um, you know, like uh, Sicilian mob um, aphorisms and these kinds of things make their way into hip-hop, as well as, of course, the sort of each one teach one in different African wisdoms. And so we're not just looking at how these ideas are taken up in hip-hop and spun out to different locations again around the world from Paris to to Berlin, to, to Ankara, but how hip-hop itself is pieced together from these bits of wisdom from around the world. There's a famous, um, what's the, the phrase? Um, hip-hop builds something out of nothing. It takes um, things from everywhere and builds them into a sort of unique thing. So that's what I'm hoping to track is, um, is how hip-hop is this site, a post-colonial site that takes knowledges from all over the world 
to fashion a new sort of emancipatory critical eye. So is it largely the, the lyrics that you're examining or is it, is it the, the production of the music as well? Yeah, that's another great question. So we're, um, like I say, we've, we've just been building up the corpus and it, and it is it is just lyrics for now, but we've been tagging those with the ways looking at how the lyrics are often supported by sonic elements, so the beats. Um, in fact, one of our postdocs, Jace Ng, is, um, he's a Thai Australian and he, as a dancer, came up with hip-hop breaking crews. So not just sound, but also movement. So um, there are different dance moves that have different meaning. So right now, like I say, we're, we're building up this corpus, connecting it to sonic elements, and then eventually we'll want to do sonic analysis, everything from beats that have particular meanings, from sort of hip-hops. Hip-hop is deeply intertextual, and you can think of sort of hypertexts, uh, websites like Rap Genius, which is now just de- genius, are sort of uh, full of these. How look at how fans deduce the meanings and look go down these wormholes, these these rabbit holes to to find out the different meanings. And it's often deeply like clicking through links. A single lyric can open out onto a wide array of different references. So that's the that's the end goal is to look at not just the lyrics but the sound, the images, the icons. And tell me, is it always very easy for you to identify a piece of music as hip hop, or is it in question at times? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so we have had some questions about you know where do we set the limits, but you know for me, no, <laughs> it's it's not hard. There is um, there's there's a difference between rap music and hip hop in some senses, and some pieces of music can be rapped and not be hip-hop. Hip-hop really signifies that um, that cultural element, where it's not just somebody rapping, but um, somebody using this form of spoken poetry over music to um, dig into this archive of knowledge. So yeah, in fact, that's, a, that's an excellent question, because it's, um, it's not just the musical form, and ultimately, we won't be looking at just absolutely everything under the sun, but really digging down into, so I call it a hip-hop knowledge mapping project. So whatever form those knowledges come in, lyrical, sonic, iconic, performative, that's sort of the point, is to find, because uh, hip-hop has this, that, that's the theory. So the theory of hip-hop interpolation says these people whom, for whom hip-hop has resonated we're already hip-hop, all right? So the idea is that hip-hop is a storytelling form, but every, just like I was talking about the Ajna Chakra, every, just like every culture on earth has its own legacy and cultural specificities, every culture on earth has had its own storytelling traditions. And it's only over the past, you know, two, 300 years that literate culture has caught on. But hip-hop is a, is a sort of key back to pre-literate forms of communication. The Irish bards told the stories of this nation just as the West African griots or uh, Chinese storytellers told their histories before the emergence of writing in a sort of on a mass scale. So that's another one of the the ideas is saying hip-hop allows people all over the world to access those, those sort of ancient ways of knowing, those pre-modern ways of being, which in many cases, are, we're much more sort of healthy and uh, communicative in a sort of community sense, sharing community, sharing knowledge. What brought you to Cork? 
the job. I, I was um, born in California and my first job was in Berkeley at UC Berkeley for a sh short-term post. And then I bounced over to Cambridge. That got me over the, over the pond. And then this post came up. It was the first sort of pop culture, uh, pop music post in Ireland. And I was offered the post and it was really getting here to UCC and getting more in touch. The end of my, the end of my first book, my first book is about hip hop in Berlin, Paris, and London. It's called Flip the Script, European Hip Hop and the Politics of Postcoloniality. But the last chapter or the conclusion of that book, I, I start looking at Cork and looking at Ireland and looking at Irish rappers. And um, that was when sort of the light bulb went off that, uh, you know, this, this music is, in Ireland especially, is so closely attuned to the I'm, I'm going to pronounce it wrong now. The Shaniki, 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 yeah. The storytellers, yeah. the bards, you know, the 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 harp being the um, the national symbol directs right to that point about Ireland as a nation of storytellers. But the crazy thing is that is that I came up as an African Americanist, and uh, African Americans look to the griot. Um, the West African storyteller, and the symbol of the griot is also the harp, the kora, K-O-R-A. It's a spike spike harp. And so I just thought, oh my gosh, here it is. This is the, <laughs> the key, <laughs> the Rosetta Stone. <laughs> oh, that's thrilling. I can't wait to hear more about this. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back on yeah. again. Um, can't wait to hear more. That's uh, That was fantastic. Uh, Griffith, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks a lot.